All right, welcome back to Now Open the Podcast, the sex education sex education podcast. That's more sex than education. <laughs> my name's Drew. My name is Jobim. And my name is Sab. So this week we continue our historical expose of the relationships that were a little more extra than marital. Here's part two of History of Mistresses and Mastresses. So in part one, we discussed a few royal lovers whose affairs changed the world. This is part two where we'll talk about some of the most well-known modern mistresses and mastresses. Well, I think for this part, it's just mistresses. From the U.S. to China to the Philippines. Ooh. So, ooh, yeah. we show up on here. Uh, yeah, trigger warnings. <laughs> we have so many kabets in here. Um, so trigger warnings, kink, assault, violence, death, suicide, and drugs. And of course, cheating. This podcast deals with themes, languages, and situations that may not be suitable for young audiences. If you're under the age of 18, parental guidance isn't going to help you here. So joining us for this episode is historian, writer, sex comedian, and host of the history podcast, What's Up? It's Sab Schnabel. What up? All right. What's up? What's up? Okay, so in this next one, it's not so much cheating because it's not really cheating if the if you don't have the same sort of western style marriage and we're going to be talking about su chi who was um the dowager empress of china towards in the qing and the qing dynasty so towards the end of the chinese empire so like that's this is towards the turn of the century and so this they don't they weren't married the way that we think of marriage where it's like a husband and a wife the marriage of the emperor of china was like the emperor his empress and then the like concubines there were like usually like two head concubines and then or maybe two consorts and then like seven concubines and then like below that there were the like sub concubines because oh yeah because the emperor had to spread his seed as far as he possibly could and had to have as many children as he could so their mistress system was far more sophisticated than oh yeah in the western world the western world like here have a hut with some teenagers, they're like their caste systems. And oh titles. yeah, and Suchi, who will be who will mostly be talking about, um, had to go through all the different levels of the like. She started as noble lady uh-huh. land, and then got promoted, and then got promoted. Like a league of mistresses. Yep. Yeah. <gasps> More ideas. So this was the eighteen hundreds. This is the eighteen hundreds. Uh-huh. Um, here in the Philippines, this is the Illustrado age, right? As the Katipunan is bubbling up. Mm-hmm. And where we are in poofy dress history is that the dresses are still poofy, but mostly in the back. It's the back okay. poofy dresses. You know what I mean? Not the party side. Party in the front. <laughs> Business in the front, party in the back. Business in the front, party in the back. And so um, Suchi was born. We're not really sure what her first name was. They think it was Ching Zen, but... And I'm going to get all of these wrong because I cannot pronounce Chinese to save my life. But she comes from a minor nobility, from minor nobility, from a Manchu family. And she was chosen 
for Emperor Shan Feng's concubine selection. And she was called Noble Lady Lan, which means orchid, which she hated, apparently. And what she did was she befriended the Empress, Empress Zhen. And, the, and Empress Zhen, spoiler alert, becomes Empress Xi'an. Yay! But that's okay. later on. This friendship lasts throughout the years. So it's like Qi'an is, is the Empress. She's got more rank than Shu Qi. But Shu Qi and Qi'an just became friends. And because of that friendship, Shi Qi was able to do so much. And we're going to go through some of the stuff she did because she was very accomplished. She was the, so she started as Noble Lady Lan, and then she was promoted to Concubine Yi, and then she had a son. So, you know, that's a big deal. So she was promoted again to Concert Yi, and then Noble Concert Yi. But then Britain pushes into China, and so the court had to fled to Chengdu, which was a resort that was a safe amount of distance away. And the king starts to waste away because he's like, Supposed to be this emperor of heaven and all that. And he's ha- supposed to have the mandate of heaven. And here comes the British just taking over. And so he dies. Right. And his son is like, fine. <laughs> he's stressed. Just, like, he just maybe died. I'm not like a god emperor after all. That kind of exactly like your he, confidence would, would kill you, I think. Yeah. He dies. And he appoints eight ministers to be like regents to his son. And... Then the coup of the dowagers happens. So the dowager empresses take over and they start ruling behind the curtain. So they Ooh. they take over and rule for Tongji for the Tongji emperor and they rule behind a yellow curtain as regents for Shi Qi's son. And as they're doing this they're bringing mod China into the modern age, employing US diplomats for rebranding and putting out reforms during the Second Opium War. Ooh. Yeah. And so Chi Chi and Xi'an kind of worked together. So Xi'an did like finances and took care of the women's quarters and made sure everything in that side of the emperor, like of the royal, of the forbidden palace was taken care of. And so Chi was like the head of policy and foreign affairs and all of that stuff. And so they were like a power couple. I love it. Right? Like... They it was never about like sex with their husband or like sharing a husband. They they wanted power and they took it. And I love it. That's sexy. <laughs> I want to see this movie. Yeah. Right. And like there were so many there were so many different. So like Tongji the emperor actually dies at twenty three of syphilis. Oh damn. And so, so the Westerners did the Westerners bring that too? No, no. Well, okay. the Westerners <laughs> did bring syphilis, but he was also. Let's just say he earned it. Okay. Right, <laughs> that's, yeah. what the, that's what my sources say. He earned it. <laughs> and so they they find another child to put on. So Empress Shi Qi and Qian find another child to put on the to put on the throne so they can continue to rule as regent. And they continue to do it until Xi'an dies of what we think of as a stroke. Although some people think that Chu Qi um poisoned her. I don't think Ooh, so. Drama. I don't think so. I think Shu Qi and Xi'an were like best friends and if not lovers, I think they were best friends and they would like, right? They could be lovers. We don't know. That's that my head like, awesome. now. Like, we don't know. Like, there's nothing that says this. This is um, someone, someone just mentioned it and I was like, that's amazing. That should be everyone's head canon. There's no other truth. I'm sorry. And so like Shi Qi was the was the queen and the empress during the 100 years of humiliation. So this is the part of Chinese history where the Boxer Rebellion fails, that there are two opium wars with China and like China has to give concession to England and France and the US and Russia 
And so there's a lot going on. And throughout all of this, it's a female emperor who sort of like a female emperor who's ruling behind the curtain. And she's like wielding all of these, all of this influence. And she was a concubine. I've never heard of this woman. That's amazing. She's like the Wizard of Oz of ancient China. Not ancient. It's turn of the century. Turn of the century China. The other century. Yeah. Turn of the other century. Yeah. She's not always lauded because she was she had to like bring about the end. She brought sort of brought about the end of the Qing dynasty because she kept putting children on the throne. Right. <laughs> Maybe not a great idea. But they look so cute. Look at them in this little emperor outfit. As you okay, no, Please no, no. no. There's actually babies on the throne. There is actually a movie. I think it's called The Lost Kingdom or The Last em- The Last Emperor, and it's of the fir- the last emperor who who she 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 put on the throne after she died and his name is Puyi and he's three years old and he's what? so cute <laughs> he's so cute he's just like a little baby emperor on the throne just like what's happening what is I your first degree milk? lord why does now, that somehow seem less absurd than I the want, government we have I'll now go poo 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 now <laughs> already more coherent than our talk to the people addresses uh, <laughs> yeah all right, who else do we got on the list for today? Our last ones are Marilyn Monroe and Dovey Beans. So Marilyn right, Monroe. Let's talk about Marilyn. Marilyn Monroe. She was actually surprised. So yeah, she was yeah. a big surprise to me, Marilyn, is how much how much she actually went through. She was born in 1926. So this was in the smack dab in the middle of our American period. And this is no poop, no more poofy dresses. This is flapper dresses. And her mom was a flapper and her mom was also apparently a little bit disturbed. Like she had a little bit of mental illness and so she couldn't take care of Norma mm. Jean because Marilyn Monroe wasn't born Marilyn Monroe. She was born Norma Jean Mortensen or Norma Jean Baker. Some people are, we're, we're not like completely sure which one she used. Her mom put in Norm, uh, Mortensen, she used Baker and she would bounce around a bunch of foster homes um, until she was married at 16 to a man named James Doherty. And he went to war Holy with the crap, merchant that's marines. So young. Yeah. So she she actually got married, not because she wanted to get married, but more so she could sort of like stop being a ward of the state. She didn't want to be in an orphanage anymore. Well, at the time, you didn't really have the option of work. It was get married and or get fucked. Yeah. She was either go to the orphanage, go through the foster system, or get married. So she got married. And she worked at a factory, and that's where she was discovered. As a pinup model, does that even happen anymore? No, I don't. Do I people think, get discovered in factories. I now? don't think you get you get discovered on. You think you get discovered on TikTok? Fair enough. <laughs> I think you get discovered on TikTok, and that's like the way that it works now, which is really depressing. So she met a, a photographer who, be, and she became a pinup model. And nobody in her life liked the Hollywood lifestyle. And her husband gave her an ultimatum: it's me or the pictures. And she chose the pictures. I'm a behavior. Yeah. So she separated with her husband and she got a few good roles, but then they found her nudes and they started to publish it. And you know what she said? What did she, she say? She said, I needed the money. <laughs> you know what? Fair. She worked in a factory. Yeah, not joking. She literally was like, I needed the money. I was behind on rent or car payments. And the reporters were like, did you have anything on? Did you have anything on Marilyn? And she said, well, yes, I had the radio on. I'm sorry. That's just an amazing answer. Oh my God. She's really good at answers like that. Where they're like, what do you wear to bed, Marilyn? She's like, why? Chanel number five, of course. She was a lot smarter. No wonder she was such like a sex icon because she was like brilliant, but like coy. Yeah, she was a lot smarter than people gave her credit for. 
And she's on this list because she was the kabit of JFK, and we'll get to that. But she was so much more interesting than like hanging out with JFK. And she passed away pretty early. Oh yeah. So like you know, she's she married Joe DiMaggio, uh, who was a, a a baseball player, and he was super not comfortable with her sexy image, and he apparently beat her. Then she told somebody else that he beat her, and she had affairs with married men all the time. I mean, why um, would you marry a bad she, bitch and then be mad she's a bad bitch? Exactly. And and like Joe DiMaggio continued to be affectionate towards her for the rest of her life. Like even though that was just a, like a complicated relationship. But if he beat her, she she left him and that was a, the, the right thing to do. And then she married Arthur Miller, who was like a big deal writer and playwright. And then she reads, she finds his diary and he's saying that she, she he's disappointed in her and their life together and finds her a dependent waif and so she's like devastated and so she starts having affairs and he doesn't care so they divorce and this is 1960 and so on and off she had been she had like known jfk as when he was the senator in new york so like i've heard accounts where they had known each other and they had had an affair when he was senator but when he was president, the only day that they could probably have gotten together was March 24, 1962. And by this time, Marilyn was ab- abusing barbiturates and amphetamines. It's possible she struggled with bipolar disorder and she OD'd. Some people say suicide at 1930, uh, uh, when she was 36 in 1962. Gone too soon. Yeah, 36. Can you imagine? I mean, considering the stage, of, like, the, like the state of Hollywood at the time and all of her controversies. Yeah. You know, like they, they treated her the way we treated Britney in the early 2000s. Yeah, absolutely. They treated her terribly. And I mean, she was so good about her image and, and was so smart about how she wanted to like show herself and things like that. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, JFK was a slutty muck slutty slut. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Slut. I think I think in general, the biggest sluts are typically presidents. Oh, probably. But JFK in particular. So like he said that he would get a headache if he didn't get laid every day. And I was looking because like originally I was looking to see how many like people like I could just find from like just looking online of like list of JFK's various affairs. And it's literally like Mimi Alford, Blaze Starr, Diane DeVeg, Jill Cowan, Jane Mansfield, Marilyn Monroe, Kim Novak, Janet Lee, Judith Exner. And those are just the ones that are named. Oh my Lord. He had a rotating harem apparently. He had a harem. He had a harem and a half. Yep. That was Chimera by Yam. Yam is a storyteller. They produce ideas from their minds that are free from any confines and limitations, meaning they know no boundaries when it comes to ideas that are worth writing about. With these stories, Yam hopes to inspire people as much as their favorite artists inspired them. You can stream their music now on YouTube. I'm not laughing at your description. If the band is tuned in right now, I'm laughing because Trisha keeps clicking on the screen. Sorry. It's just a little now, a little pink now open thing blocking certain words that I'm reading left and right. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were doing that on purpose because I asked you not to highlight things. <laughs> oh, okay. If you wanted to be featured on the show, we would be honored. Send your clips to now open ph at gmail.com. Before we go into our final kabit for the evening, uh, let's go into our segment opening up. So for today's opening up, we have an anonymous letter. As usual, they write, I used to specialize in quotation marks in oral, but after a few health scares of enlarged lymph nodes and occasions of tonsillitis after giving head, I can't seem to get back into it. I tried giving head with a condom, but my partners tend to prefer oral without the condom and they judge me for it. These days, even clinics advise condoms for oral. What should I do? Should I work towards doing it condomless or assert condom oral? I do love them flavored condoms, though. So that is what our anonymous letter writer writes for today's opening up. Sab, what do you think? I think she should push for the condoms. I mean, A, if it's what she feels, what they feel most comfortable with. Sorry, I don't know why I used she what they feel most comfortable with and they love the smell, I mean, the feel of flavored condoms, then go for it. And like, try and get your partners to like it because it's like, it's your health. You don't want to mess with your health. I understand it's very uncommon, especially for Filipinos to experience using a condom during oral. I haven't slept with a man in a very long time, but I don't think I used condoms during oral at the time. And I don't know if the men I would have slept with would have been okay with that. But that's just going to happen. You know, you assert your boundaries regarding contraceptives. And some men are going to be like, nah, and that's fine. I hope you find sexual partners who are able to prioritize your sexual well-being, not just theirs, because the condom isn't just for, for them. It's, it's, for, it's for you. And if they want to have sex with you, this can be a rule that you have or a boundary. So I say assert with condoms. You want to protect yourself. Uh, healthcare is very expensive. And unless they're paying for everything, condoms. Yeah, I agree. And they make delicious condoms now. And I like the I like what you said about, you know, healthcare is expensive. <laughs> healthcare is expensive. And so like if you're if you're having problems with tonsillitis, use the condoms. Use the condoms. Yeah, absolutely use the condoms. And you know, you can also incorporate it as part of play. You know, you um put the condom on with your mouth. Never tried it. I do not know how easy or difficult it is, but it is a thing some people do. But you can just like make the condom a part of the act so that it doesn't feel very clinical or like a barrier, an obstacle to sexy fun times. That's, I guess, the advice I have for you if you still have people who are kind of hesitant about it. But I believe in you and good job on giving good head. All right. So if you would like to send us your anonymous questions or confessions, you can submit through our opening up form, which you can find in our episode description. And I'm leaving it in the comments below. If you like what you hear and you want to support your beloved sexual delinquents, you can send us money like the whores we are. For less than the price of one cup of a bougie coffee per month, you can keep your favorite sex podcast up and running for many episodes to come. It comes with a lot of goodies like extra content, special shout-outs, and exclusive access to a VIP customer channel on Discord. You can even suggest an episode. It helps us out a lot, and we really appreciate it. You can donate now at co-fi.com slash nowopenph. That's ko-fi.com slash nowopenph. So right before this, we were talking about Marilyn Monroe, one of the most famous presidential mistresses. Yes, and now we're going to go to the most famous presidential mistress, at least from here, and that's Dovey Beams, born 1932. What were we doing? Still getting colonized. Dovey Beams. Dovey Beams. <laughs> Still getting colonized. Still getting colonized. I mean, 1932 was American period. This entire, 
we've done oh, several hundred years of this and we're still being colonized at this point. Yeah, but... I mean, that's how co the colonization worked, right? So, yeah. This is us, Dovey Beams, Dovey, Dovey, I keep saying Dovey, Dovey Beams had her affair with, with Marcos before martial law. And so this is no longer poofy sleeved history. I mean, poofy dress history. It is poofy sleeve history. This is like the 50s-ish. Oh, no, no. This is 60s. 19. This is, wait, hold on. I, I have a date. This is like 1960. 1968 to 1970. Oh, okay, yeah. Their affair went from 1968 to 1970. And so basically when, when Marcos started, he wanted to gain favor right before running in 1965 with a movie called Iginuhit ng Tadhana. And so when he was running for a second term, he wanted to do it with another movie called Maharlika. Ah, yes, and Maharlika, Maharlika, yeah, was to glorify his war exploits. And she would play his love team, Evelyn Quezon, the Filipina. And Dovey Beams said she was 21 when she was 38. And was set up in a house when Marcos fell in love with her. Was set up in a house near Wakwak, where she was safely far away from Imelda. And Marcos could play the front nine, play with Dovi, and then play right back. So, yeah, Marcos, not a oh, heel. I know that Marcos had a first wife, right? Yes. So was this before or after the first wife? This was after the first wife. So the first wife... He actually, he actually changed religion. He used to be Aglipayan. He changed religion to marry Imelda. And then after marrying Imelda, he, he had affairs pretty often. But this affair went on for two years, 1968 to 1970. So that's why Imelda sort of got a little upset about it. And so she was, Dovi Beams was an intellectual. She called him Freddie. And she hid a tape recorder under their bed. The famous. And that's why we know <laughs> the famous tapes. And that's why we know all about Dovey Beams and what they did together because she spread copies around. You know what? Thank you, Dovey Beams, because we would not have known this. Yeah, absolutely. And we would not have had a copy of Ferdinand, Ferdinand Marcos singing Pamuli Now When. <laughs> that's apparently what he was singing. While they were having sex or just... <laughs> that's my <laughs> head counting now. <laughs> Pamelina he's just thrusting one. before he comes and he's <laughs> but yeah so um their exploits are outlined in a book called marcos's lovey-dovey which i haven't been able to get it i haven't been able to get a hand on but it's basically just transcripts that talked about like what they wanted to do together what they wanted to what they wanted to be together apparently they even wanted a kid lawin you know like you know, it's it's just like stupid lovey-dovey stuff. Lovey-dovey. Lovey <laughs> as it were. Do you think he called her that? Oh, man. I hope so. Such a waste if he didn't. I know. It's perfectly, it's just perfectly it's right done. there. So, yeah, that's Dovey Beams. She, later in life, ha was convicted of fraud in the United States and stealing millions of dollars and died of complications of AIDS, HIV AIDS. Oh. In 2017. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she survived Marcos, at least. Yeah. Well, she she did it with her own smarts and a tape recorder. And a lot. That's that's very. It's a lot of courage. That yeah. requires a lot of bravery. So that wraps up our discussions on the history of mistresses and mistresses. I want to ask Sab if there's one thing you want our customers listening today to take away. What is it? The traditional marriage is a thing. Is a contract between landowners. And that we should really start defining our own relationships and our own like connections the way we want to do it rather than with the way that we think it should be done. Because 
sometimes things work. Sometimes deer parks work. You know, sometimes your relationship works better as a friendship. And sometimes even a friendship can trump other lovers. You know what I mean? So it's like relationships are weird and marriage is really weird. So extramarital affairs are not always what they seem. Yeah, I think the idea of extramarital affairs is, I, I, I would say, slightly less weird than the idea of marriage. Because, like, I don't know, personally, it just makes more sense to me as, like, marriage as an institution where it started as, you know, combining property. And then we somehow found our way into, like, marriage for love. And it's like these institutions aren't flexible. They're the same thing that they were roughly hundreds of years ago. And we're very different now. And even then, people were very different. And we're, we're all adhering to these institutions. But it's really great to see how people throughout history have rebelled against those institutions. In some ways, they did work, as you said, where that's amazing. We should take notes from the people where it did work. And then sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you get beheaded. Um, <laughs> yep. Sometimes you get beheaded. And I mean, it's not very fun. So. That's what you're supposed to do with history. You're supposed to learn from it and take mm-hmm. the stuff that take take from the stuff I mean, that like, doesn't not, get you beheaded. Yeah, like, learn from you the people do. who didn't get beheaded, and yeah, reevaluate your relationship. See if it's working for you. Somebody made an entirely different religion, literally, just to have the relationship that he wanted. So who's to say that you can't have the relationship yep. that you want with a little bit of effort? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So thank you so much, Sab. It was a really illuminating episode. No problem. And honestly, we would love to have you back for anything you want. Oh my god, <laughs> I love I love coming on here. So whatever you guys want, I'm I'm, I'm here. I'm so here would you like it. to promote anything? Um. So I yeah, I would like to promote my podcast WhatsApp Araling Panlipunan Rebooted. Uh, we just came out with a new episode, Bakuna Matara. That's all about vaccines and the Balmese expedition. I like the name. <laughs> yes. And so that just came out today. You can get that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I am at Trisha O'Bannon on Twitter. So uh, make sure to stay updated with Now Open by following us on Facebook and Twitter. That's at Now Open PH. Our past episodes are also available on Spotify, YouTube, and wherever else you get your podcasts. That's really the verbiage, no? That we all use across the board, wherever else you get your podcasts. Wherever else you get your podcasts. Anyway. <laughs> And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our coffee page. That's www.coffee.com slash nowopenph to get bonus content and other special perks. We have our behind the scenes pre-show um, up on our coffee and we are releasing merch very soon. And if you subscribe to our coffee as a monthly customer, then you can get a 20% discount on our merch store. So stay tuned for more news about that. And if you'd like to keep the conversation going, we're having a lot of fun here. We'll be migrating over to Now Open's Gather Town after the end of the show. So we'll be there right after yes. this. Uh, you don't have to download anything. You can just click on a link, join us, hang out, talk about the episode, talk about anything Ask at me all. questions. So yes, anything you want, really. Just chill with the crew and other customers. So uh, really excited to n- announce next week's episode. So our next episode, same time, same place, we're going to be talking about eating the bean, a.k.a. giving good head. So if you've ever wondered what you're doing wrong down there, then you should listen into next week's episode because we're going to have a ton of insight from people with vaginas, people with penises, and everything across the board. So yeah, see y'all when we next open. Mm